0: So this is uh, Django, and I'm just recording this intro uh, as a bit of an apology um, to our guest and to the listeners for uh, another technical mistake. Um, I just somehow lost our conversation. So uh, since this is like a Thanksgiving episode, um, and it has a lot to do with family visiting and uh, family dynamics, I thought... Um, actually be a cool opportunity to sort of check in uh with our guest afterwards via phone um to yeah see if anything's changed or uh get a pulse on what happened in retrospect I'm looking up at- Dude. Buster. Hello. How you doing?
1: I'm all right. How are you?
0: I'm pretty good.
1: Yeah, what? what's going on? Uh
0: yeah, I mean I'm I'm just tired. Um a big like all this family stuff going on and I'm like I'm like a little uh hung over from it all, you know? In a good <laughs> way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know what I was I was I just showed this to Django how I was feeling. Um, I said, push against my hands with your hands. And so he did. And then I let go really quickly so that he pitched Mm -hmm. forward. It's like this tension that is, you know, that that existed for years suddenly feels like it's gone. And it's Mm. disconcerting. It feels like, wait a minute, (laughs) where's my center of gravity? (laughs) <laughs> do you feel that at all
1: uh i feel like i just landed mm. Mm. i feel i i wouldn't say it's like a release so much as like if you drop from a really high height and finally, and like your feet hit solid ground and you absorb that landing it's not comfortable mm-hmm. but then you're like oh this is where i'm supposed to be i'm finally on solid ground again
0: that's really interesting
1: you get, you get used to the free fall And then suddenly you're on solid ground and you're like, oh, this was what it was supposed to be like.
0: I got used to all the resistance. I got used to like the kind of chaos and, you know, like a mental state that was never quite uh, comfortable. And now, now that everything is kind of chill, I'm like, "Uh, is this, (laughs) you know, I'm like, I'm weirdly like expecting more, more life or something. And it's, it's, I could just really be happy. I mean, I'm so...
1: Hmm. And just for clarity's sake, for on my part, we are talking about the fact that all of our interpersonal relationships within the family are somehow like, and they're all jiving now. They're all connected. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That, is exact, that is specifically what we're referencing. That right? Is, right. Thank
0: you. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. is
2: what we're referencing. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's nice. It's we. It's weird. But it's nice. It, it's
1: a little foreign. I I mean, I told mom a couple of weeks ago. I was like, "Oh, this is this is what family's supposed to feel like." Mm. Oh, okay, this is cool. Yeah.
2: So what what led to this? The two of you. What what's happened? What did we What did we get to?
0: I God knows. I don't know. That's the interesting part to me. It's like I'm not even. Well, I, I, I guess me, I have been like making more of an intention to, I did realize that having a family dynamic at some point would be really nice, you know, and that it would take a little bit of work and a little bit of effort, you know? Mm. And so, but that was like a, that was like a very small passing thought that was not like, (laughs) no, you know, it just wasn't like, I wasn't like sitting down at a journal saying like, now it is time for family to be good Mm -hmm. it's just like uh i just wanted it and intended to do intended but i don't think it's i don't think it's i don't think it's you know it's a group effort somehow i was just watching the beatles doc and it's like all the things that make them them it's like it couldn't be a more perfect storm of of personalities to make the beatles a band you know and it's Mm -hmm. like just Paul McCartney. Oh, I, I don't want to say anything uh, that, that might, <laughs> might, <laughs> might, uh, but yeah, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I think just Paul McCartney alone would be like, you know, in a way, Harry Styles or something, you know, he, <clears throat> and, but then you add John and John's like, you know, eccentricity and what appears to be deep spirituality and it, you know, and, and then George is like kind of boisterous, you know, angsty guitar playing okay
2: okay uh, now wait a minute if we were the beatles which Beatle is who (laughs) (laughs)
0: um i think i actually am ringo (laughs) and i'm cool with that
2: i i i may be george i think this is something you have to declare for yourself i think i may be george
1: do you, I don't know enough yeah, about any was, to end say, this conversation at all. I was
0: going to say, <laughs> yeah. you might be, uh, John, I don't know. I don't think that we, but it, but it is that. It's that like we all, all, what was going on with all of us, you know, recently has kind of brought us all to a place where we can accept each other and and lean on each other and, you know, uh, find a real healthy relationship. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can only speak from my personal experience about what occurred that kind of set this up. Um, But I do think from from my perspective, kind of coming into the family dynamic, I had spent a whole lot of time just as a human being trying to be a chameleon and adapt to my surroundings and try to read people and try to be whoever everybody else wanted me to be. And I've over the past year, two years, three years, I've slowly been like, you know what? Nope, I'm done with that. And I've and I've been like going through my personality methodically and identifying places where I was like, I don't actually know who I am in this. Mm. Mm. But let me go find out. And I've kind of finally come into my own. I feel like as a person. And then when I show and then at some point you don't call, you show up and we you know, we showed up twice um in a short period of time and because i was like no i want i want you guys to see not just to hear i want you guys to see this this is me this is where i'm at and i feel like we all kind of showed up like that and i think that was what was startling it was like everyone finally took off their masks at a masquerade and they were like oh <laughs> holy crap <cow>. yeah <laughs> yeah i know you <laughs> yeah
0: maybe it's just self self-realization you know maybe it's yeah. not even yeah
2: well, you bring
1: your true self to a family yeah, and the, yeah. to other people and that's how you become a family
2: it bring your true self and and no judgment.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's know? hard to yeah. judge people though when you're being your true self, isn't well, it? It's like way true. harder because you're like, yeah, yeah. Part of it is accepting, you know, that you're strange or weird or maybe imperfect, and you know. So it's like, what, how it's, could you judge anyone else for that?
2: I've read I think somewhere. Think that's a cool spot to be. Yeah, it, it sure is. I've read that. Everybody's judgment, in the gross
0: mindset. Yeah.
2: I've I've read that judgment is an attempt to remove yourself from the present moment and Mm. you know so you're putting yourself into your brain and looking at someone objectively so that you don't feel and I it seems true to me it seems a way to remove yourself Mm. from what's actually happening
1: Hmm. yeah I think that's true yeah that resonates I couldn't I can buy that
0: so um so what we lost uh, on the podcast when I um, made a mistake was a chat about um, flow. And it, I knew it. I, was, I knew it. I, I it was, was worried. intentional. I was you worried that it, it would seem purpose. vindictive
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: because I... <laughs> I, I actually panicked. I was like, "Oh man, they're gonna think I, I, I uh, sabotaged this." Um,
1: you did this
0: because I hate I hate talking about flow and you guys. It was a you guys thing. Yeah. Um, you guys. It was a you guys thing. But I, I mean, let's go. Let's go back. I'll, 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 I'll yeah. be. You know, if Let if me, you, if you can recount because Mom says you've been reading more and stuff too.
1: Yeah. So I've been reading. I've been bouncing between three books. And I'm going to I'm going to throw out a word for you because I I I cringed and I like pushed back against the word flow um, or flow state. Really, I, I it was it was just a, a really like autonomic response. I didn't do it consciously. So let me let me throw this out for you, Django. Instead of thinking of it as a flow state, think of your life. Uh, just broad spectrum timeline as all of your experiences and a flow state is a peak experience.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. So that's that's what's meant by flow state. Is it the the term flow came from the research that uh, Mama can pronounce his name and I can too, but it just sounds Mihai. sent Mihai. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the look, his look of pride on Mom's face. <laughs> <laughs> his research was all about peak experiences but the word flow kept popping up and that's why he termed it a flow state but i i really resonate more with the definition of peak experience um so sometimes a little sometimes language matters and sometimes changing it that way might be a little bit more copacetic for you so hopefully that helps
0: i think when it comes to the idea of having fun and doing what you enjoy yeah a lot it helps me a lot because i don't want to think about the science of living an enjoyable life.
2: But you kind of have to because the enjoyment and the play needs to be intent. The the play of it is intentional. You, because at a certain point, whatever you're doing, um, uh, acting for me becomes not enjoyable once it becomes routine. So like, The way I keep it alive for me is playing games with myself. When I was doing a show for a long time, I would not learn the lines until I would give myself half an hour to learn the script. And that pushed me into a playful state to see if I could do it. And it also, uh, I I think it's dopamine that's released to make you focus harder um, all, the, all these, yeah, all these chemical things happen when you play. So it needs to be intentional because the play will go away, the dopamine will go away when it's not new. So you you need to know, I think that that's what helps you get into those states
0: you would do that not to make it harder for yourself to
2: well in a way it is it does challenge but if you think of challenge instead of hard yeah it becomes challenging it becomes a game with myself and it becomes interesting and now I'm watching myself with curiosity to see if I can do it or if I'm gonna you know cost everybody a lot of money by not remembering my lines
1: and I and I get what you mean, Django. I get what you mean because in the moment, and this is this is it's important to have awareness around peak experiences because you can end up chasing it. Um, so it and mm-hmm. I and I, so you have to be intentional about understanding that there's a struggle beforehand, and that afterwards you've got you've you've ridden this peak experience and you need to be able to put it into perspective and in, in an appropriate context so that you're no longer chasing. The sensation so i would say that the reason that understanding flow may, maybe you don't need to go into the neurochemical side of it maybe you don't need to go all the way into uh you know this neurobiology psychology stuff but understanding how to accept the struggle that comes right before it Understanding what's occurring in the state and then being able to put it in context will help so that you don't end up chasing a feeling and instead you understand that this whole experience you struggled for it. But there's something I, I think this is actually one of the reasons that religions come about is that it really does help put the struggle and then the peak experience and then the kind of uh, after high that the the hangover in perspective mm. Um appropriate in in a way where it takes away the responsibility from the person for actually achieving the state so basically they they now acknowledge that it's not something they can chase because it's a gift from a higher power but it also makes them accountable for the decisions that they make that that led up to it so they recognized how important their decisions are but also how much the experience is just a gift from a higher power that so that it doesn't um in it, it doesn't give them the impulse to chase that feeling again.
2: And yet, doesn't that take away the autonomy, the autotelic nature of it?
0: What, do you, what really do you mean? And define autotelic?
2: Autotelic means that you have set your own goals, that you have intentionally decided what you are going to do, and and the states that you reach because of that are yours. And weirdly, you are more it, the feeling for me is always I am more me when I'm in that state, but I'm mm-hmm. also more connected to the world, to the to the furniture, to the to everybody when I'm mm-hmm. in that
1: state. so the inclusion of religion, basically saying that would take away the autotelic nature
2: i I don't know i I don't I, I would, here – okay maybe no, this I agree. is the difference but, I agree with you. but maybe this is the difference if you go i am i am um intentionally choosing this religion and uh i go into these states because of you know and this is part of it that's one thing that is autotelic but if mm-hmm. your parents tell you this is what who you are and what you are
1: yeah it, and i think it's a part of it is that uh you know there's a there's what the religion was supposed to be, what it tried to be, what what the founding fathers of whatever religion, really what their goal was. Mm. And then there's the version in your community that can be warped because people are imperfect. And a lot of people, uh, a growth mindset is hard to come by. Um, you know, people that are aware of their own, that, that are trying to become the best version of their of their true self they're hard to come by and so you get it gets warped I do I think in yeah
0: I do often think uh especially like in the kind of foundation of people and history that religion played a huge part and and I think oh, obviously I mean there was some there was some bloodshed and uh, a lot of a lot <laughs> of uh negative effects but in in, in just what you're saying in, in, in creating a way to enforce morality, I think that religion Mm -hmm. was, and it can be very beautiful. I mean, just because, um, yeah, we all, we're all impressionable. We all need to be told what to do sometimes and how to be good. And if you didn't get that from your parents, um, where, you know, where, where are you going to get that from? But I do think, I do think that, um, thanks to, media culture and, you know, all the things, all the ways that we have access to information. I do think that the, the, the need for like organized religion is kind of visibly dwindling and, yeah. but people finding their own definition of God and their own reason to be good. And, um, it, you yeah, know, look, it's, 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 it's important. Um,
1: a religion can be anything. A religion is anything that, that which you worship. Yeah. You know? and you can you can create your own however you see fit and you know a lot of people worship and they don't even realize it worship the United States government you know there's a there this was the the, the ethos behind America a lot of people worship that and it's come to a point where people now compare politics with religion because there is some idol worship going on in that sphere mm. so it's yeah. It's, I think, you know what, I'll rephrase what I said. I use my own belief system to help shape how I, um, what my perspective is and what the, what context I put peak experiences in. Yeah. I, That's how I, I say it.
2: I, yeah. That, that makes so much sense to me. That makes yeah. so much sense because I mean, you look at the United States uh, post-World War II, they had, they had men coming home who were mentally and physically not in great shape at all. And they had women at home who had taken the jobs, uh, who were managing, who felt some kind of, you know, uh, self-reliance doing all all the jobs that the men had done. And then uh, it, there, there was a speech that Kennedy gave that said, okay, you know, now... Really, we got to get women back in the homes. And the purpose was to get men back in the jobs. And then it's a government using their people. And yeah. and and it gets turned around. What about the man who needs to recover, maybe, and not go into a mm-hmm. job or wants to take care of the children, or the woman who found her true calling? You know, uh, working some job. It it becomes absolutely. now. Now the people aren't serving. You know, the 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 people are serving the government, and not the other way around.
1: No, yeah. absolutely.
0: I think that happened in religion too. But um yeah. Um uh so for consistency's sake, uh at the end mm-hmm. of what I had uh that didn't get corrupted, we were talking about we just started talking about extreme uh sports and I think that there was <laughs> there was a cool um uh segue in what you were saying about um chasing peak experiences. Yeah. Do you think that there's any part of you that, you know, in your pursuit of ex- extreme sports, uh, is doing that, or, or do, I, I, I know you've been thinking about it a lot, and what what do you what well, do you think your relationship is to extreme sports?
1: You know, two days ago I just got off the mountain, so I went snowboarding for an entire day. Uh, so I I didn't engage in like snowboard mountaineering because I'm not nearly that technically. Uh, savvy yet to be able to do that what but you know snowboard- i engaged in- wait
2: wait what is snowboarding mountaineering snowboard, yeah, snowboard
1: mount snowboard mountaineering oh. is going out into the mountains that so you're not on a ski resort you're, oh. Oh, you're the snow beast. has fallen everywhere Yeah, exactly. Um, And it was actually how snowboarding started, because snowboarding was illegal in ski resorts when when snowboarding first came about. So it was the only way to do it was to go walk up a big hill, strap your board to your feet and then slide back down. Um, So snowboard mountaineering is, I mean, you think of usually like the Tetons or Alaska, or I'm sure that, you know, even just anywhere in there that there are mountains and snow. You've got dudes who are hiking up mountains using snowshoes or uh, a snow a snowboard cut in half that they put together so that they can use each half like a ski on the way up and then they put it back together. It's called a split board. There's there's a whole um, industry that came about because of the interest in this activity. I see. Yeah. So, and so you so, were
2: saying you 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 don't do that, but you you went and spent the day on the mountain.
1: Yeah. So I, I do think that I, uh, when when I came out and I went surfing and I, and I left California. So when when I came out for Thanksgiving, I went, took my family down to San Clemente, we went surfing and then we came back and we we came back to Albuquerque and what could have only been like a slight, uh, peak state hangover ended up turning into a bit of a depression. One, because there was some serious, uh, stuff that i had to engage with as far as who i am and what i want and that's okay um but a lot of it was because i had had this massive peak experience was coming down from it and i didn't have a way to put it into context Mm -hmm. um it, it was just out there and it was really raw and all i wanted to do was to go back because i thought that's that's the way that i want to be all the time uh, that was a a version of my best self. I want to experience that all the time so that I can take that best version of myself and, you know, bring that to the family, bring that to my community and share it with others. But I, and I struggled with the fact that I didn't feel like I had access to it. So there is, there was that, I didn't know enough about it to really be able to put it into context and perspective. So Django, the answer to your question is yes, I definitely do have the propensity for chasing peak experiences. I think, I think most people do once you tap into it, it just comes in different ways. You could look at the serial entrepreneur is doing the same thing. An artist who is, you know, sacrificing for his art, his or her art is, is doing can be doing the same thing if they're you know not putting it into context in a healthy way um i would like to think that i'm starting to move towards a spot where i'm able to put it into context and i recognize that um i can access it again i can enjoy it again and even if it doesn't happen i can still appreciate the experience mm-hmm. of being out in the mountains you know i might go mountain biking but not have a peak experience and now suddenly, do I say, "Well, the mountain bike isn't worth it because I didn't have a peak experience"? Right. No, I should be able to acknowledge that. You know, thank you for the opportunity to go out and ride my bike in nature. And then maybe, maybe next time, I'll, I'll set the stage again next time,
2: and there, or do the
1: same thing with snowboarding.
2: And there are low, low-level uh, peak experiences if, if sure. that that you can kind of get yourself through. And meditation is a low-level version of it as well. Or, you know, for me, cooking uh, certainly yeah. is. Uh, it's, it's something that I'm good at that I go into almost another state. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I was just trying to explain. Someone said, how can you live the life of an actor? Um, it, it sounds awful. Um, <laughs> and I said, maybe it'll help you to think of me like an old surfer. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, you know, hanging out waiting for the waves. But it's uh, so... That's
1: it. That's a great example.
2: It's so worth it when the wave comes. It's okay with me. Yeah. I'll just sit on my board.
1: Yeah. And that's why I think surfing induces such a really powerful and healthy flow state is it? it's a really good analog for life. Yeah. You paddle out there, you have the struggle, and then you get to the spot where you can have a peak experience... But now you got to sit and wait, and you need to be patient, mm-hmm. and you need to bide your time, and you need to wait for the opportunity. And, and I think,
2: and just like life, you you just ride the waves; you don't fight them. So it really is yeah. a good example of life.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that I've been trying to explore with, specifically with extreme sports and peak experiences, involves how do you not keep, how, how do you not continually up the ante? How do you not continually increase risk to enter that state? Mm -hmm. Um, And I and I was also looking at do specific uh, sports, action and adventure sports, create certain outcomes. So certain when you have a life affirming event, there's a, a lot of different ways that you can feel a peak experience for you mom when you're acting is you feel one with yourself you feel one connected with everything else right someone else can feel endlessly resilient and invincible there's you know and i wanted and what i'm trying to explore is can you nail down like is there some consistency Mm. so does everyone who goes surfing when they have a peak experience surfing do they all experience the same result the same resulting feeling and thoughts from entering a peak experience while surfing why do you feel and,
0: why do you feel drawn uh, to figuring that out do you think uh,
1: because it, for me it's 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 powerful um and i i acknowledge that there's a lot of risk involved i think uh in the veteran community so being retired from the marine corps you you naturally we already have this um hard charger mentality uh, you're you're going for these really extreme risks And when you can't and it's part of your job, so you experience it all the time and then you get medically retired and then you're banged up and there's these organizations that want to help you. And so they get you into these sports, but there's no and and they help provide those peak experiences, but then fail to turn around and go, okay, let's put this in context Mm. so that you don't go over the deep end so that you don't start snowboarding and you get good at it. But now because you have this hard charging mentality that's inherent in anyone who's joined the service. Now you just continually up the risk until you're back where you started. And not only that, but now you also have these cond- medical conditions that are on top of it, where these guys have families, these guys and gals have families that they have to go home to, they have jobs, but this is also a, the sport is a very important part of their recovery. But it's not being put in context.
2: So I want to ask you about that, Buster. Do you think that uh, the attraction for you to the Marine Corps was because you have had that personality that you <laughs> wanted peak experience, or did the, your experience in Afghanistan kind of, uh, you know, build those synapses in your brain so that you know you you need to to touch that feeling again?
1: I think both are a little true. I remember I went to the Marine Corps recruiters office and then I went to the Army recruiters office uh, a a year later. And I because I had I had decided for whatever reason, the Marine Corps wasn't for me. It was early on. And so I went into the Army recruiters office. I thought, you know, this would be a great way to pay for college. And there was Really cool training, really cool gear. It all seemed really great. And I walked out of the Army recruiter's office, who happened to be right next to the Marine Corps recruiter's office.
2: I remember that. And the
1: Marine Marine recruiter standing outside, and he looks at me, and he was my recruiter. He was the guy who I originally talked to. He's like, Army now? And I was like, I'm thinking about it. And he just kind of shrugged his shoulder. I was like, huh, all right. And there was something about it that was – it wasn't necessarily a judgment on me, but it was a – it it planted the seed of that's good enough like that's cool but you know marine corps is better so i always had that uh chasing Mm. whatever's hardest mentality so i think Mm. i i was i had the hard charger attitude in the beginning and then i would almost when it comes to my experiences in afghanistan um it's like waiting sometimes going on patrol continually Is like waiting on a wave that you know is going to come and try to kill you, and you never know which wave it's going to be. And you're waiting for six, seven months, and you you might never have a wave that comes and tries to kill you. And but it looks like every little rip and eddy in the water is that wave. Um, How do you not get burned out? It's it's a you do, you do. It's it's I guess it was a good metaphor, but the idea is. Um, you're constantly in this struggle phase and then when it it is a peak experience, but I would say it's a, it's a negative peak experience in that bad things happen. It's not a, you have, there are positive feelings. That's why people do get addicted to those feelings that they have in combat and they keep going on deployment after deployment after deployment. And that's where they, that's where you feel most at home because it's a peak experience.
2: I noticed when you were with other Marines, um, it, mm-hmm. it, it was like a circle that was, no one else could enter, that the, there was an understanding, some kind of, almost like a, a separate language between you all. It, is that part of the peak experience, this connection that you have to other people?
1: It's funny because I never deployed with any of those people. You know, How, all of the, really? all of those... Yeah, all of those Marines that I was with when we visited you in New York were—we were all in Wounded Warrior Battalion. So we all got banged up in different parts of the Marine Corps mm-hmm. and ended up at this one unit because we were all sick and we were all trying to recover from our injuries or our illnesses or whatever had happened to us. That the Marine Corps had decided that we couldn't play ball anymore.
2: So was that the the deep connection? Was it just you know this this uh, personhood in in Wounded Warrior?
1: I, I think that could be part of it, but at the same time I haven't I haven't heard from those people and I haven't really reached out to them either in since then. So mm-hmm. I think there there it's it that was a situational relationship and there was certainly a base level of knowledge. Like we did know what each other had done just by the fact that we were both Marines. Mm-hmm. That exi- that did exist. Mm-hmm. Um but there's so you can share you could share peak experiences with people and that's very powerful um but i think there is something to be said for struggling together and also knowing each other's struggle especially when you're struggling for the same thing so i think what you might have been seeing wasn't necessarily that we all had this massive peak experience together but we all acknowledged each other's struggle and we're all struggling together Towards this same goal of recovery. I see. So that might have been that might have been what you were what you were observing.
0: Mm-hmm. Is surfing the perfect metaphor for all things in life? I think
1: I think so. <laughs> I I firmly believe that if there is that there is not a single thing that cannot be explained by a surfing metaphor. <laughs> I've yet to find it. <laughs> I don't know, I, And I'm not even going to try to logically challenge what I just said, because I know (laughs) that it's it's bulletproof. Bulletproof.
0: (laughs) So, um, but wouldn't it also be like, um, like a, like a sort of shared respect, but just between any, any two Marines, like wouldn't it, you know, is there immediately if you come across somebody else, Marine or army, even maybe, you know, like where you just, you know, that that person has these, um, morals that you spoke about, the, the leadership qualities that they've kind of been through the same experience as you. So, you know, at least a little bit more about who they might be and that might make you more comfortable or is, is is that like specific, maybe more specific to people that you were in units with and people that were, you deployed with
1: I would say, if anything, the the longer you get to know the people that you serve with, the less you realize how how true those uh, those leadership traits and quality are. They kind of on the surface, yes, it's very superficial. Though I meet someone, I recognize. At here's here's what it is, you can know what you at least know what they've been taught, so you know what standard to hold mm-hmm. them to. You might not know whether or not they still hold that standard, but you know that at some point they received that instruction and that they know better if they are messing up or acting acting out. Mm -hmm. So, you know what to expect from other people, whether or not they hold those same values may or not may may not be true. But you know what to expect.
2: Well, that's exactly it. If I work with someone from Juilliard, (laughs) I I know they've been given the instruction. They're not (laughs) necessarily following it anymore. (laughs) They may have been pulled by their ego or something else. I get it. I I have to turn it into that and then I can receive it. I have to... Uh, translated into the language that I'm familiar with.
0: Or if you're surfing, you know. Surfing, now I I get it. (laughs) It, it You just said surfing and now I get it. (laughs) Um, uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean, what, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving was two weeks ago now? Something like that.
1: Don't exactly know. I think it was three. (gasps) No. Wow.
2: Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I think it was
0: three. Don't know when this is coming out, but like, um, yeah, I, I, I do think that this, you know, maybe everyone's saying this just because lockdown and then, you know, family reunions and stuff, but, um, and maybe we've all had a chance, you know, to reflect on things and grow. And so maybe, maybe this is something that a lot of families are going through, but, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe just, maybe just like, we could talk a little bit more about uh how how we'd reflect on the distance from from that time you know like uh 3 weeks later like i i you know i spoke about the the hangover but there's also like an immense um peace that i'm mm. sort of experiencing where you know like uh i wouldn't i wouldn't be like Oh, God, family time. You know, like, oh, man, like, my family's calling me, which I may have felt before, but now I'd be like, oh, cool, relaxed. I can, you know, you and I, Buster, we started talking. I noticed that it always, we always hang up at exactly one hour or 59 minutes into the conversation. <laughs> I saw
1: that both like the two or three times. I was like, "Wow, that's really strange that it's almost exactly an hour."
0: We we just uh, I will like we'll find a natural conclusion. We'll just be like, "All right, that's it." Um, you know, yeah. Um, but um, yeah. I think I think that's the cool reflection for me is just like, yeah, maybe maybe going back to the idea of comfort. You know, I'm just like I know now that I can be myself with you guys, and that I I. I except you guys and um, that's just so chill for lack of a better word it's, it's like, like surfing a... um, <laughs> no
1: we made it through the struggle of paddling out and now we're in there that chill
0: We're just is. We're, we're just, like, we're just surfing <laughs> it up <laughs> we got the wave <laughs> yeah
2: but it's true it's true and it's it struggle is right The struggle that, the struggles I had with myself. And this is why I'm so very interested and invested in people um, really looking at themselves and figuring themselves out before they come to the world. Because it was the one thing, I mean, I went from a really tough uh, school where I was taking college courses to working at 17, I was working, and I never stopped, and that was what I developed, nothing else, and I had no idea who I was, or, and I had no relationship with myself. I, I, I remember being alone uh, was a strange experience. I would sit in a room going, well, what would a person do now if they were all alone? I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even know how to speak to myself. So uh, that, and it was such a struggle uh, trying to find the lines of communication with you, Buster, and you, Django. And I thought it needed to look a certain way, a way that I had been taught, instead of the way that came to me um, mm. from my authentic self. And now I look back. Now that we are. You know, I'm on the same wave. <laughs> uh, it, it feels like what was the struggle? Why was that so hard? Now I can't imagine.
1: I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean by that. Looking back and going, really? Yeah. How was that? Yeah. No, I get that.
0: What about for you, Buster? What like? Uh, I mean, I know you said like landing. I I. I this may be kind of just asking the same question twice but um, that's fine
1: Yeah, it's, it without using a metaphor this time I feel supported I feel like I have people that I can call when I'm in need and who aren't going to wait you know who people who will show up for me when I when I need it um, I, I feel like I have support and that I, and I not only do I feel like I have people who will support me, but I, I feel like I have people that I, I'm comfortable asking for support from, hmm. and that's, that that's important to me, uh, uh, that feeling of comfort and not being judged and not being, um, and not having things be transactional. That, yes. That's, uh, that's a big deal to me. That's what I now know is family. Hmm. So my whole paradigm, my whole perspective about what family is has actually shifted over these past few weeks.
2: What was it before and what was it? what is it now?
1: I thought that family um, was transactional, that there was a role that I had to fulfill and that there were expectations of me and that if I didn't fulfill that role or expectation, then I had no business ask, asking for support. Mm-hmm. That mm. um, uh, that that to receive help like that was meant that I was I had to give back, um, and not what I'm capable of, but what whatever was required. And that's what I thought family was, and it, it wasn't a conscious schema. A schema being an idea that influences w- your thoughts and behaviors. It wasn't a conscious schema. Mm. It was it was a subconscious one that I hadn't really figured out. I hadn't put words to it. And after our trips, after talking on the phone with you, Django, and you, Ma, and it really struck me that, oh, that that's not what family is. That's not what it means to be supported. Support isn't transactional. You can have transactional support, but that's not what family is. Right. Um, Family is there for each other. You show up as who you are. And that really, that did help me realize that, oh, I I don't have to play a part. There's no part for me to play here. They just, they actually just want to know who I am. And And that gave me pause and made me go, oh, wait, who am I in the first place?
0: I mean, I, I still kind of feel that I still kind of feel the responsibility thing.
1: Yeah, um, it's a tough one.
0: Just to you know, just to be the handsome one and the strong one. <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks later, I, I got you back. <laughs>
1: you did. You did. Is that part of what got lost? I'm sure that's part no. Of what that's got in lost.
0: it. I I heard that part. I, <laughs> I may have to I may have to go back and and check the file again. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: and and here's something what do you two think about this this i'm not sure how i came to this but i suddenly realized if someone in a family makes a decision that everybody else goes you know what that's not the right decision but they do it anyway that that person is allowed to have a hard time do you Mm -hmm. know what i mean that that they don't get told no well you chose that that they get supported yeah. through their decision yeah. and they don't have to be quiet about it because it's a hard one.
0: But I, Absolutely. I, I think that's fair, but also who's to say, I'm, I'm, I do sometimes give advice to people. Um, but I, 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 I do it so cautiously, maybe too cautiously. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not telling you what to do, but you know, maybe if you're, uh, I would, I would, you know, maybe, or, but, but because I, because we don't, I don't, I have learned that I don't know anything about what other people should do and what they shouldn't do, because sometimes only through the mistakes and only through messing up does, you know, the most beautiful stuff really happen. And it's well, like
2: that's wisdom. Yeah. Just just the fact that you say, I don't know.
0: The handsome one, the oh, strong God. one, the wise one. It's a lot of responsibility. Buster. I don't know that
1: I can take this. <laughs> I, I mean, if you could take that mantle, Django, and wear it, I mean, I, I was uncomfortable in that role. But if you feel comfortable in that role, you, you, you own it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, I wish I had pie to give us now. I don't. Um, it's all gone.
0: Yeah, we what did what did you make on Thanksgiving?
2: Yeah, no, I oh that was gone too, oh boy. Yeah, we don't
0: have any of your dinner.
2: Yeah, kind of well, I'll just say the, what the big hit was, which was pumpkin cheesecake. That that was pumpkin the one that everyone wanted. Hit. Yeah, so yep, yep. Might as well just say we had fried turkey and pumpkin cheesecake.
1: The tender stuffing was, so was excellent
0: as well. Oh, good, yeah. Yeah, we we debated a little bit. I'm with Mo on stuffing. I'm with Buster's wife on stuffing. I, Not for me.
1: Well, that just means more for me, so yep. I'm good with yep. that. You and guys, that leave it.
0: Leave yep. it. Yep. Um, bro, do, are you, do, do, you, do you, I mean, your research is actually really interesting, and the way you put it is uh, very fun to listen to. Do you have, like, do you want to, are you going to start kind of putting it anywhere? Is there anywhere people should, like, watch out and, keep an eye out or is that maybe in the future kind of like keep it under wraps next time kind of thing
1: it's percolating but it I would say probably within a month to two months there's either going to be some sort of I would say the first iteration would probably be like a blog or a website I haven't gotten so far into that yet Um, I've still got plenty of reading to do and plenty of research to do I've got loads of books that need to be read before I start trying to put anything out there, um, but there are different organizations that I'm going to try to see if I could start asking questions of their athletes, if I can start, um, uh, you know, little questionnaires before and after experiences. But I guess until then, I'm just experiment. It's a n equals one experiment, me being the one that I'm experimenting on. Very cool.
0: Okay, that'll be yeah. yeah next time, next time we'll have next time some resources to share and whatnot. Good okay. for sure. Lots of love, dude.